the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Russia's deputy foreign minister rejecting suggestions that an American currently held in Moscow on suspicion of spying could be exchanged for a Russian. Russian officials detained Paul Whelan in late December. His arrest has led to speculation that Russia could be using him as a pawn to exchange for Maria Butina. She's the Russian who pleaded guilty last month to acting as a foreign agent in the U.S. But Russia's deputy foreign minister reportedly says discussing the issue would be premature because officials haven't yet formally charged Whelan. That is correspondent Andrew Stewart. Authorities have charged a 20-year-old black man in the death of seven-year-old, uh, seven-year-old black girl in what prosecutors are saying was a case of mistaken identity. The family of Jasmine Barnes had believed her death had been racially motivated. This is SRN News. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on Earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. Register for the Stand with Israel tour at am1280thepatriot.com. You're listening to AM1280, The Patriot. More Brad Carlson up here next in just a few moments. All the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassle. The AM1280, The Patriot fan club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on fan club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Weather forecast for you today. Got a high of 36 with a low of 34. We got some scattered sprinkles and flurries going to turn into some rain and snow and patchy fog later on. So watch those roads. It might be hard to see. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. In for Brad Carlson, who's off on assignment today. I say that. In fact, I was off on assignment yesterday doing something outside the studio, uh, hosting the, or actually emceeing, I should say, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus's annual meeting. Uh, a lot of great work happened there. By the way, if you're not a member of the caucus, go to gunowners.mn and mn, gunowners.min. Uh, for Minnesota and sign up because if you are a defender of the Second Amendment or even just someone who values civil liberties in general, it's go time. The DFL in this state is planning uh, on doing their taking their best shot at uh, rolling back many of your constitutional liberties, especially the Second Amendment. And it's important uh, that we that we defend that because as we saw this past week, uh, in, in an excellent piece of journalism from the Orlando Sentinel, uh, the Sun Sentinel, I should say, uh, we saw, in fact, how very, very bad officialdom can be at doing that for you. Uh, school shootings have been front page news for a good 30 years now. And in fact, it's been two decades now as of this year. Uh, since Columbine and about a decade since the massacre at Virginia Tech, among other school massacres, five years since uh, the Sandy Hook shooting, uh, all all of them ghastly tragedies, all of them monuments, uh, most of them monuments to the colossal narcissism of a particular strain of mental illness that believes the lives of others make a, a canvas <laughs> on which to paint your own exit from this planet with a blaze of pustulant glory, Uh, which is, by the way, the story of every last one of these mass murders, with the exception of the very few whose motivations are political terrorism. And and those are 
those mix that particular breed of narcissism with a certain patina of political motivation. But at the end of the day, it's all basically the same. Someone who believes that their whatever, their uh, their political result or their particular bid for immortality is worth more than the lives of those around him who they regard as basically cogs in the machine of their own particular immortality, which studies have shown, by the way, that is a prime motivation for spree killers who are not fundamentally motivated by terrorism. And, and by the way, among those who, who claim to be motivated by terror, there seems to be a uh, great at least in America, there seems to be a, a big uh, gray area in between narcissist, uh, a narcissistic desire for immortality and uh, terrorism. Uh, the likes of Omar Mateen, who uh, was uh, of Iran, Iranian birth and uh, claimed some kinship with ISIS in carrying out the massacre at the Pulse nightclub in, in Orlando two years ago. Uh, was he a terrorist or was he a narcissist who wanted to slather some legitimacy on what was, in fact, just his pathetic but lethal bid for immortal immortality? We won't know. He's dead. Uh, likewise, the two in San Bernardino who murdered 14 county workers before they themselves were killed uh, did it to some extent, perhaps, in the name of terror. But to a greater extent, it is very likely just to make sure that their names would go down in history. Hence, I'm not going to give them. Anyway, uh, by the way, there is uh, and evidence for this has come out in the past year when it's uh, it's been noted that of the last several mass shootings, uh, the shooting in Sunderland Springs, the shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida, the shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, uh, the murderers involved plus a number of uh, potential spree killers who were apprehended before they could carry out their blaze of glory, uh, full sarcasm intended, uh, directly referenced previous spree killers in their preparations, meaning that, in fact, they are, in fact, narcissists, narcissists carrying out copycat spree killings. We've talked about this on the broadcast in the past, and I've written about it on the blog, and I'll try and post those after the broadcast here today. In fact, spree killing has become a copycat crime, and the publicity of one event tends to be the event that tips the next one over the edge into taking that particular step in mass toxic narcissism their own self. But they've been front page bait for 30 years now. Uh, the the first school shooting that I recall, honestly, was 1989 in Stockton, California. There were school massacres before that. In fact, the worst school massacre in American history was in Bath, Michigan. Uh, rather, Kent, Kent Michigan? Ba Kent, Michigan. No, Bath, Michigan, 1925. It was carried out with industrial dynamite, killed something like 50 people, most of them school children, using stolen industrial dynamite. Uh, so... You can ban every gun in, in the country and still not get rid of spree killings. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Official America has, in that time, however, in this number of massacres, learned, apparently, in its worst cases, nearly nothing. And seems, especially when you look at the big left in Minnesota today, which, with this last round of elections, includes Minnesota's largest uh, sheriff's department, to say nothing of its uh, three largest police departments, uh, it seems to be contenting itself with waving children's bloody shirts to try and disarm the people who didn't and never do and never will do the shooting in the first place. Now, this past week, the Orlando Sun Sentinel came out with an excellent interactive story showing the extent of the incompetence, the breakdowns, the bad planning that allowed Nick Cruz to slaughter 17 kids last Valentine's Day. It's a post that I came out with on December 31st entitled Amateur Hour at Parkland, and it is a chilling read. Perhaps a little less chilling if you, like me, and like I know many of you out in the audience, know that while law enforcement is something to respect, 
it is not something to trust unconditionally and without questions with your life, with the lives of those around you, with the lives of those who value, with the lives of your community. It's not. Because police, much respect to all of you who wear the badge out there, but you're all human. Human frailty uh, is one of the least of the problems that came out in the Parkland shooting this past year and uh, this last Valentine's Day and this article in the Orlando uh, Orlando Sun Sentinel, which, by the way, I will say is what journalism should be. This article actually does something that that at times feels like an endangered species in American journalism. It reports the facts and trusts you to make up your own mind about the conclusions. Oh, it gives you a few conclusions that are borne out by the evidence they presented. Fairly objective, non-political conclusions. We will get to those. But this is a piece of reporting that is, quite frankly, I, I don't know if I'll call it an endangered species. But when it comes to hotly political issues like gun control, especially gun control vis-a-vis mass school shootings, the most politicized issue in American politics today. More than immigration? Yep. More than health care? Yep. More than a border wall? Yep, yep, yep. The most politicized issue in American politics today. The idea that a major media, a mainstream dead tree media outlet, resorts to actual reporting, reporting the facts and letting you reach your own conclusions from the basis of the information they have provided. Which leads, by the way, from my own biased perspective to an unmistakable conclusion that we'll come back to. All I can say is major kudos, and I have to imagine that the editors at the Orlando Sun Sentinel will never do lunch with their liberal pals again for having committed that crime, that bit of apostasy against big left orthodoxy. But I digress. Human frailty is the first of the catalog of problems with the notion of trusting law enforcement to defend yourself, your children, your community against the narcissistic outbursts of those who would destroy life to make their own seem immortal. I quote the article, Nick Cruz at uh, the beginning of the massacre fired his first shots, killing freshman Martin Duke, Luke Hoyer, and Gina Monsalto in the hallway of the first floor. Taylor, Mr. Taylor, a campus monitor, one of three unarmed campus monitors who engaged in some way or shape or form with Mr. Cruz, Nick Cruz, the murderer, before the shooting started. Here's gunshots and races up to the second floor from the first floor where the shooting was. Fair enough. He ducks into a janitor's closet. Can't say as I blame him. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight, perhaps. You definitely go, do not go unarmed to a gunfight. But Taylor had a weapon on him. By the way, Taylor, like uh, a number of other people involved in the uh, in this episode, in the run up to the, the carnage, had something that is the mightiest weapon in the world on the battlefield, and perhaps a slightly less so in an episode like this, but still a weapon that could have saved countless lives. Had Mr. Taylor used this weapon, he had a radio. And with that radio, all he had to do was say, to key the mic and say two words, Code Red, which is what they called him, apparently, at the Parkland High School. Code Red, meaning tell everyone to lock their doors, keep the kids in, get them out of light of sight from the windows. Taylor didn't do this. He's a campus monitor, an unarmed security guard, basically a mall cop, if you will. Uh, whose job is to guard not a food court, but a high school campus. He heard the shots and he ran away. There are those out there who will say, look at the coward. I won't. When bullets are flying, uh, even highly trained warriors in their first or sometimes last encounter with gunfire, uh, their self-protection instinct takes over. You can say what you want, 
I will never fault someone for taking a dive and saving their life. But what he didn't do was what the one thing. He had one job. Call a code red if the situation called for it. It did. He did not. Oh, it gets worse. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest Free is the only scientifically tested, and more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-in Pest Free is 100% chemical free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. My name is Mitch Berg, in for Brad Carlson today, who was in for me yesterday. We'll be back on our normal schedule next week. I'll be in from 1 to 3 Saturday. Brad, uh, we'll be back in here, of course, doing the usual closer edition uh, next Sunday at 1 o'clock. So everything will be right with the world. By the way, speaking of right with the world, your world will be a lot more right if you join the Freedom Fan Club. All the perks for rewards card, card none of the hassle. The uh, AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and much more. Right now, you can register to win our January Book of the Month, Erasing America. Journalist James C. Robbins visits towns where the struggle over America's history is taking place and investigates the current cultural effect of the widespread pressure to erase America's ancestors and history. That's uh, one of your perks for being part of the Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. 
We're talking about uh, what happened, the, the Orlando Sun Sentinel's excellent report, uh, and I say excellent in every sense of the term, both excellent reporting and excellent in the fact that it engaged in reporting as opposed to editorializing uh, in the news section, something that is indeed an endangered species these days, especially in the Twin Cities media, especially throughout the Twin Cities media. And the piece is called in this in the uh, Orlando Sun Sentinel called uh, "Unprepared and Overwhelmed," and that kind of tells the, the tells the story. Uh, schools have tended, especially large uh, in, in <laughs> factory model school campuses like Parkland, which you find in a lot of uh, larger suburbs and newer suburbs across America, uh, have relied on two layers of human defense, unarmed security guards, basically mall cops with radios who are there to basically check to make sure everything's in order and check to sure, make sure people aren't smoking in the entryways and uh, vandalizing the bathrooms. And, oh, by the way, uh, trying to get set up for a mass murder. And by the way, the, the larger campuses, including here in the Twin Cities, will frequently have some form of police officer on duty, someone who is armed and ostensibly trained to deal with the situation didn't work at parkland even though the lessons that led to the idea that they were supposed to be pursuing have been known for 20 years now we talked about the second uh security monitor mr taylor who ran to the janitor's closet when the shooting started and failed to order a code red even when the shooting started that wasn't the first uh, letdown. Uh, security monitor uh, Andrew Medina, an unarmed baseball coach, is riding in a golf cart, unlocking gates just before dismissal so the kids can get out. He sees crews walking through one of those unguarded gates with a rifle bag. And he recognizes Cruz as, quote, crazy boy, end quote, the former student that he and his colleagues had predicted most likely to shoot up the school. He recognized him. He radioed another campus monitor or coach, but does not pursue crews and does not call a code red to lock down the school. The Sun Sentinel points out in his reporting, Medina shouldn't have been in that job. This is perhaps an arbit uh, perhaps an editorial conclusion, but it's hard to argue since school investigators had, in fact, recommended he be fired for sexually harassing students, but... District administrators overruled them. And as I pointed out early, Medina was the first of three school employees who had the opportunity to call for a full school lockdown after learning a gunman is on the campus. Now, I myself, on this broadcast, in my blog, and in my conversations with my children when they were in school, urged them to disregard and to escape lockdowns if at all possible. And in a sense, I stand by that. But it is worth noting that of all the kids killed at Parkland in that massacre, not one of them were killed in a locked classroom when they were able to lock the classroom. Unfortunately, due to the cascade of incompetence evinced by the school security guards, the school administration, and the first law enforcement officers on the scene, the law enforcement with jurisdiction over the school building, the school property, there were not nearly enough kids in the classroom, as locked in classrooms as there should be. Partly that was because Nick Cruz, for all of his narcissistic and, let's be honest, evil motivation, was smarter than the cops he faced. And that's not necessarily a riff on the cops, by the way, any cops, because one of the facts of trying to build a defensive posture, a reactive posture, is that your attacker always picks the date and time and initial conditions of the attack, which is inevitable when you're talking criminal justice rather than a military operation. Anyway, the security guards failed, failed in every respect. And in, in one case, by not doing the job they were supposed to do, on another case, in another case, being overcome by fear, I'll give them the benefit of a doubt, and running away, but not using their radio to call for that cold red, code red. Now, the story does note correctly, there were heroes. 
present that day. And I quote, athletic director and campus monitor Chris Hickson is already at Building 12. He enters the double doors on the west end of the hall and runs toward Cruz. Cruz shoots Hickson, who crawls to take cover in a nearby doorway. Cruz finds him about 30 seconds later and shoots him again. Social studies teeter, uh, teacher Ernie Ruspierski flees with 10 students toward a stairwell as Cruz fires down the hall. Two of the students, Jamie Gutenberg and Peter Wang, are hit. Wang dives in the hallway, Gutenberg in the stairwell, but the other eight got away as Ruspierski held the door from behind the stairwell to keep Cruz from advancing. And there you have two heroes who walk, or in one case, walked among us. But they had to be heroes because the plan and the behavior of the people whose job it was to begin the execution of that plan failed. And a good plan, confidently executed, is a whole lot better for everyone involved than dead heroes. The story's hard to read. Uh, it's heartbreaking in a sense. It's a, it's a cascading, swelling, tragic comedy of avoidable errors and frailty, or if you prefer cowardice, and official negligence. I mean, the story goes through all of the things the school district got wrong. Failure to train its people in the, in, in the latest techniques of dealing with, with these sorts of, of threats. Failure in its staff to do the simple parts. Failure to, to call on the radio, code red, code red. Failure of the district to respond correctly to the fact that Nick Cruz pulled a fire alarm to draw more kids, as many kids out into the hall as possible. Failure of law enforcement to recognize that, uh, to, to properly handle the 9-11 call, the 911 call from the first moments of the shooting. Precious seconds were lost as the 911 center tried to, to forward the message to the right law enforcement agency. Uh, and by the way, first, but not even worse, the failure of the deputy on the scene to react accordingly. Now, pay attention to this fact, folks. At any point up to this point, when the first five students have been shot, with, to be fair, probably very little chance for a coherent official response, any armed response, any armed response at all, would likely have caused Cruz's psychopathic reverie to break, sending him running away or running off to a corner to shoot himself, even if it didn't hit him, even if it didn't incapacitate him, even if the bullet sailed past him. Because it is a known fact, known from the, the, the FBI and the Secret Service's research into spree killings, that when you see when a spree killer, who, by the way, almost invariably has spent weeks, sometimes months, even years planning their narcissistic blaze of glory, when they engage in these acts, they almost always, invariably, operate in a fugue state, a reverie, a dream state, almost like they're on a drug of some kind. This is the great fantasy of their life, and they are living in a fantasy world. And the thing about fantasies is something happens that's not part of the fantasy. Things go south immediately and almost invariably, almost invariably immediately for these people. And one thing that is known as a point of fact to break those narcissistic, psychopathic reveries is a bullet flying through the air or a bullet flying into their chest, or even the sight of an armed citizen who appears to have the will to cause that bullet to fly into your chest. It's happened. Three days before Sandy Hook, December 11th, 2012, Jacob Roberts walked into the Clackamas Mall in Portland, Oregon with an AR-15. He murdered two people. When an armed citizen, Nick Melly drew his permitted Glock and pointed it at Roberts. He didn't fire. Maybe he froze at the switch, 
Or maybe he correctly judged that a past shot could kill an innocent bystander for which he would be held criminally liable for manslaughter at the very least. And he may have made the right decision in that regard. In terms of Jacob Roberts, he did make the right decision because Roberts' reverie broke. He retreated into a gap where he shot himself. 300 rounds left unexpended. Lives saved. Oh, we'll be back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. If you could do something to protect your family with just 10 minutes effort, would you bother? If something should ever happen to you, that 10-minute effort could mean the difference between hardship and financial security for your loved ones. Life insurance is something most people don't like to think about. Too many people do nothing until it's too late. The reason? People expect it'll be a big hassle. Ethos changes all that. Ethos is modern life insurance for people who don't have the time for fine print, extra doctor's appointments, or hidden fees. Ethos is affordable. It only takes about 10 minutes to apply online, and you'll be taking the first step in ensuring your family has the help they need to maintain the life you're building for them, even if the unexpected happens. Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent, and in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Ethos, life insurance for the 21st century. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free quote now at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. This Christmas, do more than just carry your cell phone. At Patriot Mobile, every call, every text, every post carries a conservative message. Other companies charge you high rates and hidden fees that fund liberal agendas. Switch to Patriot Mobile to save money, plus part of your monthly bill is donated to 17 conservative organizations fighting for your beliefs. Here's Patriot Mobile CEO and Navy veteran Maury Leland. You know, a lot of people, they know where their money goes, but they really don't know what that money is funding. And that's really the difference. You know, people can take sides. They can put their money to work where they want it to work. And that's what we do at Patriot Mobile. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy. You can keep your number and get the same super reliable nationwide service. With unlimited plans starting as low as $20 a month, why wait? Want to save $30? Visit them online at PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh to get your activation fee waived or mention Hugh when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Patriot Mobile. Carry the message. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Everything will be back to normal next week. I'll be on Saturday one to three. Brad will be back on the Sunday shift. Commerce will proceed. Kids will be put to bed at night by loving parents. The world will be exactly as it should be. By the way, join us, uh, speaking of as the world should be, join us in giving a warm welcome uh, to AM12A, the Patriots' new afternoon host, Sebastian Gorka. Uh, American First with Sebastian Gorka is live every weekday from 2 to 5, replacing the retiring Michael Medved. Uh, by the way, uh, Gorka served as an advisor to Donald Trump during the campaign and was on the staff last year in the White House, actually year before last, as a deputy advisor to the president for strategy. Uh, great to have Sebastian Gorka joining the national team 
backing up the elite week up, weekend team, myself, Brad Carlson, King Banyan. Anyway, we are talking about the uh, excellent piece in the Orlando Sun Sentinel about uh, basically unpacking all of the lessons learned by the lessons at, at the Parkland massacre regarding the lessons that were not learned by every other preceding school massacre by the incompetent administration and the incompetent Broward County Sheriff's Department. Now, as I pointed out, the uh, any at this point, uh, we've gotten seconds into the shooting, any armed response would have had a disproportionate likelihood of having ended the uh, massacre then and there. It happens more often than the media will let you know. I can personally name for you two uh, massacres, three, actually, no, more than that, three school massacres and a few other non-school massacres that were ended by armed citizens who responded with lethal force. Uh, the, the Clackamas Mall, neither school nor institutional. It was at a mall, but the uh, the New Life Christian Center in, in uh, Colorado Springs in 2007, Gene Hassan, a civilian security guard, volunteer at the church, shot a mass shooter who had already murdered four people and was clearly planning to kill as many as possible before he was shot by Gene Assam. He again wounded, retreated into a back room and killed himself. To which the lesson form said, hey, the armed security guard didn't do it. He killed himself. That's the point. Idiots. Anyway. This is, by the way, why you're seeing so many op-eds and articles about people. Uh, for example, Minnesota's new education commissioner uh, saying, well, we don't really want to have armed teachers in schools because what kind of environment does that promote for education? They are responding to what is an ongoing wave of school districts reacting to actual evidence to common sense, to the simple fact that sometimes the only answer to a bad person with a gun is a good person with a gun. It's a fact, and it is a fact that must be papered over with a lot of emotion to keep the narrative going. Any armed response would have saved, at this point in the shooting, could have saved a minimum of 12 lives, maybe more. Heck, if either of those mall cops had had access to a firearm and intervened earlier, it could have been zero dead except potentially Nick Cruz and maybe not even that. Breaking the psychopathic reverie is something that law enforcement knows needs to be done to end a shooting. Law enforcement has known that since the analysis at the end of the Columbine massacre. And when I say law enforcement, I mean... Officially, because we've seen plenty of law enforcement, including the Broward County Sheriff's Office, the first the, the office with jurisdiction over the school and the first responders to the massacre. But the performance of that sheriff's office, both the officer that was on the scene, one Scott Peterson and the other officers who responded, comes in for scathing factual reporting. They were about as useless as a bunch of traveling salespeople for purposes of ending the carnage. The department led by Sheriff Scott Israel, who, by the way, went on to turn into a big-time Major League A-list gun control leader to try and cover his own sniveling incompetence that day and for years beforehand. His department covered itself in shame that day. All due respect to policemen, but when an institutional group like the Broward County Sheriff's Office lets people down so drastically and so completely, it needs to be called out. It needs to be called out by the cops, and thankfully, a number of good cops have done exactly that. And yes, Sheriff Israel does, in fact, bear a disproportionate share of the blame for the deaths of the gallons of blood that were spilled that day. A disproportionate amount of it spills, splatters onto Sheriff Scott Israel, a darling of big left because of the way he's deflected the blame to the NRA. Six deputies were on scene 
while the shooting was still going on, not counting Cher, the deputy that was the school service officer, Scott Peterson, the guy who was a week or two away from retiring and who basically did everything he could to avoid engaging Nick Cruz. Six deputies were on scene when the shooting was still going on, and they were about as useless as people selling Girl Scout cookies. And I've said before, I will never second-guess someone who makes a decision while the shots are firing around them to, 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 to go with the human instinct of self-preservation. But those six deputies, in large part due to policies directly implemented by Sheriff Israel, policies that repudiated the best practices that law enforcement learned after Columbine and reinforced after other such episodes. This was not self-preservation. This was institutional uselessness. The article notes correctly, since Columbine, officers have been taught to rush toward gunshots and neutralize the killer. But the first Broward deputies didn't rush in. Sheriff Scott Israel, the head of the Broward, this, I'm still quoting the Sun Sentinel Hill here. Broward Sheriff Scott Israel later reveals that he personally changed department policy to say that deputies may, instead of shall, rush in. And the six officers that arrived on the scene while the shooting was still underway lived down to that disgraceful, puerile, cowardly leadership before the fact. In fact, at least two Broward County Sheriff's officers went on there, including uh, Scott Peterson, went on the radio to urge, while the shooting was going on, went on the radio to urge their fellow officers to stay well clear of the school buildings while their children of their neighbors, their friends, their relatives were being murdered inside. Now, in the interest of completeness, not all the cops on the scene were useless simps or let's just say badly trained to the point of uselessness. Moments later, four Coral Springs officers enter through the west doors where they see Chris Hickson shot. Two officers pull Hickson out of the building and into a golf cart. He will not survive. Coral Springs officers later tell investigators their training was clear. Run toward the gunfire. Exactly as Office as law enforcement best practices have come to be understood since Columbine 20 years ago. Police have some advantages in those situations. They can put on their bulletproof vests. They can use tactical support and interlocking fire lanes as they move forward. They can use their training to give themselves an advantage over a spree killer who, by the way, is focused on indulging their plan, feeding their psychotic reverie. But the Coral Springs cops, who, by the way, were not the first department on the scene and had secondary jurisdiction over the shooting scene, had the disadvantage of time. Coral Springs police officer Raymond Kerner, a school resources officer at uh, nearby J.P. Taravella High School, would tell investigators, basically what we're trained to do is just get right to the threat as quickly as possible and take out the threat because every time you hear a shot go off, it could potentially be a kid getting killed or anybody getting killed for that matter. So some officers there that day had the training that they needed and obeyed that training and stormed into that building like Navy SEALs going after bin Laden. But by this point in the episode, they, hindered by the slowness of the 9-11 system and by the jurisdictional overlap in the area, they didn't get to the building and exercise that clear, consistent, and correct training until Nick Cruz had left the building. 
which in a way evades the point, uh, because depending on law enforcement, even competent and courageous law enforcement, and let's be honest, the Coral Springs police officers were both, because they did something that is fundamentally unnatural to every last one of us. They ran towards the shooting, something, by the way, civilians are not authorized to do under pretty much any self-defense law. Most any place except maybe, I don't know, Texas, Alaska, Montana, Wyoming. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe that's as it should be. But the real point is this. Depending on law enforcement, even the good ones, even those not trained and led by Scott Israel, is not only a chimera, it's an abdication, abdication of an adult's responsibility. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Mitch Bergen for Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Message and data rates may apply. When did it become okay for men to be lazier, softer, fatter? We need to bring the men of this country back to greatness. And it's easier than ever with Ageless Male Max. A patent-pending formula with an ingredient that helps boost your total testosterone promoting greater increases in muscle size and twice the reduction of body fat percentage than exercise alone. Plus, an amazing 64% increase in nitric oxide, which can be handy in the gym and in the bedroom. Take your manhood to the max by trying your first 30-day bottle free. Just pay shipping and handling. Not 10 days, not 15 days, but a full 30-day supply free when you text the word RULE to 797979. Finally, a formula that boosts total testosterone. If your results with Ageless Male Max are too intense, please decrease use. For your free bottle, text RULE to 797979. Text R-U-L-E to 797979. Hey, can you help me find this file? Oh, yeah, that computer crashed yesterday. It's on the cloud, though. I thought we stopped backing stuff up there. Right, but I think it does it automatically. Oh, well, it says the server is offline. Great. Accounts payable, confidential HR files, important spreadsheets and documents. We all have them. But is that data backed up, encrypted, and protected? Don't assume it is. Know it is. Join us Thursday, January 31st for Prepare and Respond, an event that will get you up to speed on cybersecurity, personal protection, and securing your workplace. Prepare and Respond is free for educators, church leaders, and small business owners. Complimentary breakfast will be served. Make a small investment of your time now to ensure you're not scrambling later. Visit am1280thepatriot.com to register and see our panel of experts. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. Mitchburg, last segment in for Brad Carlson, who will be back next Sunday at the usual time, as opposed to I, who will be back at my usually time, uh, usual time, Saturdays from 1 to 3. King Banyan, of course, heard every Saturday morning, uh, 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, again, carrying on our continued and we could almost say eternal dominance of Twin Cities Talk Radio. 
So, by the way, uh, our podcast will be up sometime probably about 3.05 or so, thereabouts. That's usually how it works. We, like all of your favorite AM 12A, The Patriot Shows, are available in podcast form. Check out On Demand at am12athepatriot.com. Just click the podcast tab. There you will have access to a deep archive of interviews, conversations on the big happenings of the week, and previous weeks going back a long way, and other hot topics. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcast. And it doesn't matter. You're talking political shows. You're talking self-help, financial, legal, real estate shows. They, they're all out there on podcast form. So it's a, it's a library of information uh, rivaling that of the Library of Congress, except, except it's free and you don't have to drive anywhere to get to it. So check it out, the podcast. Ours, uh, by the way, here on the Narn, go up probably five, ten minutes after the broadcasts uh, are off the air. Uh, so anyway, I've spent the last uh, hour so far talking about this uh, excellent piece of reporting uh, from the Orlando Sun Sentinel, Amateur Hour at Parkland, I call it. It's uh, on my blog at shotinthedark.info. It's a piece that was posted New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st. If you scroll down at shotinthedark.info, you can find it. You can read it. You can go to the link. I'll try and post the link to the Sun Sentinel article at Shot in the Dark before I leave here today as well because it's a vital article to read. It's a vital article to read uh, f- for the key lesson that it gives out there that law enforcement very often, I'd say 99.99% of the time, the average cop in the street will do their absolute best. But they have self-preservation too, okay? And the average security guard, by the way, gets paid a lot less, gets a lot worse benefits, and is uh, has the same exact human urge for self-preservation that, that you and I do. And there was a point that was made in the absolutely essential seminal article from 1991 uh, by Jeffrey Snyder uh, called uh, called A Nation of Cowards, which is a fantastic article about the absolute imperative for responsible adults to have the tools, the legal wherewithal and the knowledge and training to see to their own self-defense and to the defense of those around them who need to be defended. And there's a moral case to this that is unmistakable if you do indeed have a moral sense about you. And it goes a little bit like this. Your life, and, and, and if you are a member of Judeo-Christian society or Western society, no matter what your moral and ethical and religious background, if any, the general consensus in the West of people of all moral backgrounds is that the life of the individual, yours and mine, and yours and my, your life, and those lives of, of everyone around us are of incalculable value. They're a gift from God or if you're not a believer, they're a gift from nature or from remorseless fate or biology or Neil deGrasse Tyson or something. They're a gift. And whether you believe in an afterlife or you believe you only live once, it is something worth defending. It is something that, that whether you believe it's a gift from God or something you only get once and you have to make the most of it, it is something that is worthy of defending because it is, wherever it comes from, of incalculable value. With that in mind, is it moral of you and your incalculable life to expect someone else to defend that life for the $45,000, a year we pay a cop? Or the twelve to $14 an hour, we pay a security guard. Are their lives also not of incalculable value? Or does that come in second when the threat is coming for you and all that is standing between it, you and it? Maybe if you're lucky, if they show up, if they do as they are trained, if the timing works out perfectly, they might maybe conceivably be what stands between you and the end of your incalculably valuable life. And if they are, if they are there, 
Is it moral of you to expect them to risk, to stake their incalculably valuable life for which time you are paying forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year plus benefits to defend yours? Yes, it's something we expect of our society. It's something we give police extra power, extra perks, extra training, extra legal enablement to do. But at the end of the day, is it moral to expect someone who is making $50,000 a year to risk their life to defend yours? Granted, many of them do. Police defend the innocent in the line of duty all the time and sometimes die trying. Is it moral, even more so, to expect some security guard who is making just above an entry-level wage, $12 an hour, to risk their lives, to defend yours? Granted, some of them do. Ten years ago, a security guard at the Family Research Council risked his life as a spree killer entered the building with the complete express intent of murdering every person there. And he had tackled him and was wounded. He could have died. He did not. This is a person who was a blessing to everyone around him, who risked his life as a low-wage security guard to defend those in his charge. And thank God for him. But is it moral for you to expect someone else to risk their lives for $50,000 a year, for $14 an hour to defend your incalculably valuable life and those of the incalculably valuable children around you? If you have any moral sense, if you have any sense of fairness and decency, I don't know how you reach an answer other than, no, it's time for me to see to that responsibility myself as a person, as an American, as a member of this society, as someone who is responsible for others, as someone who is responsible for the lives of those in my charge. That's why we fight, ladies and gentlemen. Much more to come. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Happy New Year. The average smoker tries to quit up to 30 times, and many are looking for an alternative. Juul was designed by smokers, for smokers, to be a satisfying alternative to cigarettes. Juul is a vapor product that contains nicotine for a satisfying transition. If you're one of the 34 million adults who smoke, know that there is an alternative to cigarettes. Make the switch at Juul.com. That's J-U-U-L.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you're dreaming of something greater, a college degree, job skills, or technical training, serving part-time in the Army National Guard can help make your dreams a reality. Right now, the Army National Guard is offering up to $20,000 enlistment bonus or a $350 a month educational stipend to qualified candidates as well as those with prior military service. Already received your education or are currently in school? You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment. These benefits can help you get the education you need to land the civilian career you want. Plus, as a proud member of the Guard you'll experience the personal fulfillment of serving your community during emergencies and natural disasters. To learn more about the many benefits that come with part-time service in the Army National Guard, visit nationalguard.com today. Sponsored by the Minnesota National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify. 
the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. One of the best stock pickers in America is about to let you in on what could be the biggest stock play of 2019. Sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit, January 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, and hear legendary stock picker Mark Skousen announce his number one play for the new year. Log on at the 2019tradeoftheyear.com to sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit. Don't miss it. Register today at the 2019tradeoftheyear.com. That's the 2019tradeoftheyear.com for what could be the biggest stock pick of the year. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.